Almost forgot I had a purpose All my homies told me, dog, you need to chill But that uh-uh felt just like a hundred mil I ain't had no rubber, so I hit it raw uh, Ain't no plan B, so she took the pill Okay. Now I'm sitting dealing with the consequences sent uh, How the hell I'm supposed to tell my family and friends uh, Lucy plotting on me ever since I was a kid uh, All this guilt inside me make it harder to repent Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Full Court Press. Um, just want to say a huge thank you to those who have been listening, giving feedback, all that great stuff. Truly, truly appreciate it. It's not always easy to chase your passion and projects and things like that, but when you have awesome people backing you up, um, it makes it so much easier. So a huge, huge thank you to, do to those who are supporting us. We really appreciate you guys. Um, so this week's episode, we're really talking about the virginity code, although I don't really think that title does it justice. Um, but before we jump into it, I do want to give a disclaimer that this week's episode is rated M for mature audiences. I won't say it's as bad as soul ties, but just in case you have little ones in the backseat per usual, we do want to give you a heads up that this week's episode, we may be talking about a, a little bit of raunchy things, not so much, but just in case it may be a little uncomfortable with the little ones in the backseat. Okay, so here's the thing. I believe that the biggest code behind virginity is really understanding what it is. So, you know, Webster Dictionary defines it as a state of being a virgin or the unmarried life. And if you can see me, I'm doing the hand quotation marks. But if you grew up in a Christian household, the weight of it was really saving yourself from marriage. For others, it could be just waiting for the right one. Either way, the defining moment is sealed with sexual intercourse, or as we know, penetration with one's partner. However, there must be an understanding that the idea of virginity really applies to both men and women. I mean, if we're being honest, when you think of the word virgin, more than likely, an image of a woman comes to mind. It's really a man that we picture being a virgin. I mean, but honestly, can you really blame us? We have things in culture like Jane a virgin, or a culture that really defies women for being promiscuous. Or even in the Bible, it really stresses the importance of women being pure, but really address it in, in regards to men, a, a man staying pure. And so, yeah, I can't really blame us for seeing the image of a woman when the word virgin comes to mind. But here's the reality, guys. Men have the desire to be virgins too. And I believe that there's a double standard when it comes to purity. To really value and understand the meaning of virginity, I think we need to kill this premeditated perception of it. Double standard and pressure on women to remain pure, but rarely on men. Or even culture who who brag that men can attract certain amount of women, but then when the women do the same, they're seen as, as you know, sluts or whores or things of that nature. So on this week's podcast, we're taking full court press to the streets. Okay, not really. It's more like a building. Um, but we're really asking people their perception on virginity. Is being a virgin held with a double standard? Are women more pressured than men to remain pure? Does a woman or man being a virgin a deal breaker in relationships? Does it change perception of how they are seen? Is there really a virginity code? There is a double standard when it comes to virginity. Uh, you know, in a recent study that I was looking at by, by a source called NCBI, 76.7 males said that virginity among women was important, while only 11.1% females said that it was important 
in a man. So even in that, a man is expecting a woman to remain and to stay pure, but a woman is not expecting a man to, to hold out that long, basically. But, you know, don't take my word for it. We're going to do something a little interesting. We're going to dive into interviews, um, hear what other people out there have to say on the topic, and really develop discussions and, and uh, perceptions on that. So let's dive right in. Do you think it's pressured more for girls to be virgins more than guys are? Oh, absolutely. Why would you say that? Because people are protective over their daughters, mm. you know? Um, like for me, growing up, it was... You got, uh, and I'm the baby. Let me say this. I'm the youngest of 18 grandchildren, the youngest oh, yeah. of my parents' children as well. So for me, it was always... Um, Hey, how you doing? You better handle the boyfriend. Mm. You better stay on them grades. Yeah. They were always yeah. on me about my grades. Better not have no little boyfriend. True. But for my boy cousins, it was not <laughs> the same way mm. at all. And I actually know dads now who think it's like cool for their son to like get mm. on it or do like inappropriate yes. things that children Agreed. shouldn't be doing. Um, so I definitely think it's mm. a double standard and that girls yeah. are pressured more into yeah. it. Do you think it's, so are you saying it's a source of protection or do you think there's any biblical backing up to it? Because in the Bible, it's mostly shown that women are, they're tested if they're virgins or things like that. Do you see it from a biblical or more of a protection standpoint? I see it as both. Really? I think mm. that, um, and the reason I see it as both is because all of those people who are encouraging that, I mm-hmm. think no matter what religion you are, no matter what you believe, yes. a dad, um, a big brother, mm-hmm. they want their daughters yeah. to stay pure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it, I mean, I think it's both, but I also think it mm-hmm. is for your protection. Mm-hmm. You can speak present times and past tense when you were growing up. Did you feel as if there was more pressure on you to preserve your virginity as a woman as rather than as, as um, guys are being treated? Do you feel as if you were treated differently in that area? Um, no, I didn't feel like I was treated differently. I feel like for me it was different because I was the last mm. one out of my group of friends to lose it. Mm. And yeah. I was 19. <laughs> but um, everybody else for little thoughtlers, and I'm playing. I'm playing. Okay. <laughs> but no, okay, so where I, of course, my parents wanted me to keep their group African, Christian, mm-hmm. all that. So um, the boys. It was it was only one boy that like out of the group of friends that we had in high school that actually mm-hmm. had his virginity while mm-hmm. we were in high school and everyone was just like you ain't yeah. losing yet but for me I kept it on the low because it was just like only my girls knew mm-hmm. but um, everyone was glorified I did know that pretty much the amount of people that you slept with was what you were qualified like you a hoe you were this you were not yeah. but for guys if you kept your virginity for a long time. You gay. Really? You gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that is. That is <laughs> or yeah. like something, something yeah. was wrong. That was just the environment that I yeah. grew up in because it was pretty turned. Like, okay, so those are um, two per- different perceptions on it. You know, you have one side that's saying, "Yes, I do see where there's a double standard," and I do understand it. Another side saying that, "No, when I grew up, I didn't necessarily see it or have a double standard." Um, what were your reflections on it, Ashley? I think it really depends on your environment Mm -hmm. um, and your parents. So, like, with my parents, um, I'm the baby of the family. Of course, everyone, they expected for me to stay a virgin until Mm. marriage, all of that. Um, But as far as, like, with my friends, I grew up in a very small town. So, there was pretty much nothing to do. Like, we had two stoplights. 
Uh, we didn't even have a, yeah, we didn't even have a fast food restaurant. So pretty much to keep, you you know, yourself entertained, that was mm-hmm. one of the things that she would do. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so everyone was having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I did lose my virginity in high school, but I knew some people that lost their virginity in elementary. Wow. So what? Yes. Like, you're just not learning about puberty in elementary. Right. And, I mean, I I knew people that, you know, were pregnant Mm -hmm. at a very young age. And even my 11th grade year, almost 20 girls were pregnant at the same time. It was like the pregnancy pack. That's because your time's too small. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, as far as... Yeah. So, I didn't know anyone who wasn't a virgin. So, Mm. I really couldn't... cannot speak on the double standard growing up because everyone was doing it's crazy yeah Yeah. completely agree that it's really based on the environment because for me um my parents didn't really talk about it but I did kind of grow up in like a religious type environment so it was really said but unsaid that yeah you have to save yourself from marriage Mm kind of like what I talked about before like it was either heaven or hell if you do, right. <laughs> which scared me enough to be like, okay, you know. But it wasn't really because I understood or really that I cared. It was more so that, that fear of like, oh, well, I don't really want to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely the environment around me. I would say that was when I was younger. But as I grew older, I started to feel like there kind of was a double standard to mm-hmm. it. Because I would see girls around me who, or better yet in high school, who were like, you know, you know, in high school, you think you're in love with someone, and next, you know, it doesn't yeah. work out, so you move on to someone else. And a lot loves. of girls, you're right, that puppy <laughs> love stage. And a lot of girls in high school, you know, they had one, two, three, four boyfriends, and people were sexually active. Mm-hmm. And then when that girl was sexually active with that guy, they were labeled as this or mm-hmm. that, you know, the hoe or the slut, whatever the case is. Yeah. But then on the other side, a guy does it. And, you know, he's labeled as, oh, he's getting all them chicks, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. He got game. Right. And so in high school, I really did start to see the double standard side of that. Um, and honestly, I, I felt like it wasn't fair. You know, I'm always an advocate nowadays that girls do or guys do keep their virginity. But just seeing that side of it, I really felt that that double standard wasn't fair at all. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think with my parents... It wasn't even from a religion standpoint Mm. that they wanted, you know, us to keep our um, virginity. It was more so for protection. Mm, For my brother, she didn't want him to go out and have sex and, you know, have all these kids and then be on child support. Too bad Mm. he didn't listen because... (laughs) You know, child support. (laughs) Yes. But, um, and then for me, like, I was the baby. Like, they just really wanted to protect me. They didn't Mm. want me to make the same mistakes that they did because, you know, my mom, she had her first child at 17 Mm, um so she didn't want me to follow down you know that same path as her gotcha that's good so here's a question really why the double standard so here's what a few of our interviews had to say on that well i think for one there's this general notion that it's impossible for men to be virgins um there's just that acceptance that you know is just men can't control themselves and they can't hold out that long and for women it's more of a this is your value um and a lot of value is placed on that that's that's what makes you valuable so yeah did you have anything on that noreen um i would agree i think one interesting thing that my mom used to always say to me as a kid and my mother she's ghanian and so it was this idea that being around a man they're uncontrollable like 
she I remember she used to always give this example of do you think you could really sleep in the same room with a man and him basically not try to have sex with you so I do know especially from at least the Ghanaian culture cultural perspective there's this idea that men are just they cannot control themselves in that arena um so definitely um definitely a, a bias and a double standard and just this expectation that at some point in time you know they're they would have to have be sexually intimate with someone and even in the case of me when we started dating because he was much older than i am well not much but <laughs> i mean you were 30 he's five years okay, okay. well so he was in his 30s and my dad made a comment to the effect of like basically how long did i think yeah someone a man right like this isn't a, a boy this is a grown man so um, I also agree that it is a double standard that um, men aren't looked at to be virgins. Like mm. when you see a man and he says he's a virgin, you're going to be like, what? You're going to mm. ask why. Yeah. Or if it was a woman, you wouldn't ask her why she's a virgin. You would yeah. just say, oh, okay, like she's either too good or mm. like she feels like she's above everybody else. So like she can't let anybody like come near her. Mm. But a man to say the same thing like, oh, no, like I'm working on my purity is looked at as like kind of silly. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. So that's just um, a couple of perceptions on why the double standard. And honestly, I do agree with a couple in a sense of saying that when you look at a man being a purity... Uh, a man who's looking to be pure it's kind of like well what's wrong with you like why what are you doing it for um but if a girl was to tell me that another woman was to tell me that i was like that's great you know keep pushing keep striving for that and so i definitely agree that's um a mindset that we do have to change there was even a comment made that like uh if a man does say that too he's labeled as as gay or this or that I think that's unfair. That mentality that we have towards men is unfair as well. And the perception that we give them. And that's, I think that's really one of the reasons why this double standard is, is even created is because we label guys, um, as one of the interviewers is saying, is, is uncontrollable. They can't control themselves or they can't hold out. That, I think, is unfair to them as well to give them that label. Yeah, it's more pressure, I think, on guys, especially from my hometown, for them mm -hmm. to lose their virginity yeah. because a lot of them, they were athletes. So mm. with that, that came women. And the more women that you had sex with, that pretty much raised your... Mm. Um, your level. Yeah, Top pretty level. much you know, your popularity. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for yeah. the guys, like some of them, they said, mm -hmm. if you were saving your virginity, you were gay. Yeah. But for the girls... It was okay for you to lose your virginity as long as you didn't have as many sex partners. Mm. So that is where the double standard that I experienced um, mm. came into play. Right. So do you think that there is a um, double standard when it comes to celibacy? I do. Most guys, when you tell them that you are celibate, they would try to challenge it. Mm -hmm. Or they would question, oh, so you had sex before. Why, like, what's the change? Like, mm why you don't want to have sex now. And I think they will try to challenge and um, pretty much overstep your boundaries and try to have, have sex with you. Yeah. But if you were a virgin, I don't think it would be any type of challenge. I think they mm -hmm. would accept that and be like, okay, well. You know, I, I've actually experienced both. Um, unfortunately, having lost my virginity outside of marriage, I've experienced, you know, because I lost my virginity when I was around 23, 24, like later on in my life. But I dated a couple of guys before that. And to them, it was like, 
a, you know, a danger zone kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, I don't know if I want to date you because that might be a challenge, but I'm still going to give it a try. Mm-hmm. But then even in the relationship, they're still trying to push that limit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, you know. And then, then even after that being celibate, um, exactly like you said, they'll be like, well, you did it before. What changes now? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can speak from a woman's perspective, but we actually had an interviewee who also said that for him from a guy's perspective, that it came off as a red flag for women too. And I'm actually going to play that interview for you guys. Um, Do you feel as if you felt any resistance or anything like that when you tell a woman like, you know, hey, I'm a virgin or I'm a celibate or abstinent, whatever the case is, do you see like a change in anything or is it taken Mm -hmm. accepted well? You do. Yeah. From a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. A lot lot of, of, especially like being in college, you know, I've dealt with, like, this level of, like, oh, so you don't really know, what you know, you're what you're doing, uh, or you don't really okay. know what you, like, there's this level of, like, I, I guess, attaching intimacy to sexuality, and so this concept of you don't know how to be intimate, you don't know how to, like, mm-hmm. pleasure, you don't know how to pleasure me, you don't know how to give mm-hmm. me what I need if I really need it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, they just kind of associate that, and you're, you're, you're automatically kind of saying, oh, so you're like a baby, like, you're, like, immature in a <laughs> what? sense. What? And so, That's what they do. Yeah. And so me being, me being celibate and just making that decision is oftentimes like, mm. like a no go for a lot of girls. Really? Yeah. And is this inside and outside of the church, or uh, was this like? Nah, in the church is different. In the mm-hmm. church is different. You know, they're like, oh wow, you know. That's actually yeah. like a good. It's thing. weird. Yeah. It is pretty rare. Mm. So yeah. that's awesome. We in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, so from a guy's perspective, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's a no-go, like you said, for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, if if you're celibate, someone, they may feel that they're not able to wait until marriage. So they are just going to say, okay, well, I can't deal with this, mm-hmm. um, you know, this relationship or, you know, I can't handle this whole celibacy thing. And then yeah. another, from men and women... I think when it comes to the virginity thing, I I have to be honest. Um, yeah, I kind of want someone that's experienced. Experienced, right? I, you know, you're not, the only, honest, but, you're not the only one. But but yeah. if you are a virgin, I mean, that's a oh, playground for yeah. a man to or explore. woman to yes. yeah to, to teach that person. So honestly. Yes. Uh, you know, you're not the only one. Yeah. Actually, one of our interviews as well, um, female, also said that initially she wanted someone who wasn't a virgin, mm-hmm. a guy who wasn't a virgin because she wanted someone experienced. And I've actually heard several women say that. So even us saying that, we are feeding into that stereotype right. of guys gotta, you know, be non-virgins mm-hmm. and have it all experience. Because here we are telling them that we want experience. Yeah. We want you to be experienced. Mm-hmm. So... We're just as guilty. We can't complain. We are. We can't complain. I mean, we're just as guilty. So, all right. And here we have another, um, a female's perspective on entering into a relationship, um, declaring that she's celibate or a virgin, whatever the case may be, on whether there's resistance on that. So have you experienced where you've been in a relationship and you told a guy that you were celibate and it kind of, he didn't take it in a positive way or he didn't react in a certain way? Have you experienced so, that? So, yes, but the reaction wasn't right then. Mm. I feel like the reaction was, okay, I respect yeah. that, but then now you pulling away. So did you mm. really, you just didn't know what to say to that. You know okay. what I mean? You didn't want to seem okay. like a jerk. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. 
So, like, that is a good question or point that she had hit on. When is it the right time to tell a person when you are dating that you are celibate? Because, Mm. honestly, for me, it's like sometimes I can read a person Mm -hmm. and I can be like, okay, well, I can tell him, you know, hey, I'm celibate and he can either respect it or, you know, he can't and bye-bye it's it's up to you I put Mm -hmm. everything out on the table for for you but sometimes it is that hesitation that you don't want to tell a person so Mm. that they run away you want them to get a chance to get to To know know you you. yeah and then they make that decision whether or not they could deal with it but yeah I mean you've done it so Mm. yeah I was gonna say because several different experiences so I've had in where I've told them from the get-go like first week we're just getting to know each Mm. other and they told me straight up they weren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't handle that. And I've also I've also gotten to the point where I've waited and told them maybe, like, a month into getting to know them. Not mm-hmm. even a relationship, but getting to know them. And those were the guys that were like, okay, you know, I can handle that. You know, we can make it work. Mm-hmm. And then we get into a relationship. And they, right. just like she said, no, you know, I thought I can handle it, but really I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, of all experiences, I really feel like saying it, at the beginning is best. Like when, mm-hmm. when you, the first week when you're just getting to know each other, you're talking, just laid out there so you, they know what's up. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to tell them your whole life it's or the business. It's a hard conversation. It is a very hard conversation because then they're like, oh, well, you think all I'm talk- thinking about is sex mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. You automatically get defensive. Mm-hmm. But no, I think it's definitely something that you want to address in the beginning because you really want to know if, like I said before, if this is a wolf in sheep clothing, you know, mm. this person's really here for right intentions right. or are they here for the wrong intentions? And it's the easiest way to not waste your time. Yes. Because if you know what you're standing for, why drag out a relationship or a conversation with this person and find out later on the line they have no interest for anything further or that's what their primary reason is or that's what they want when you could have figured that out from the very get-go mm-hmm. in the beginning. But that's why I think it's very important in the beginning to establish a friendship yeah, and to at yeah. least have three months of intentional friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. in that period, period of time, you will be able to get to know the person and you can have those kind of conversations mm-hmm. before you even decide to date each yeah. other. Yeah. So I think that is the route that I'm going to go um, mm. going for because mm-hmm. I know um, it, it didn't work yeah. for me in the past. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But even in, I would say, even in that, say, for instance, the three months of friendship mm-hmm. and you realize that he, he's not looking for a life of um, celibacy, mm-hmm. do you continue that friendship or do you end that friendship? I mean, if it's an honest friendship, you mm-hmm. can keep it. Okay. But if you kind of have like feelings for the person or you see yeah. like if if there's mm-hmm. an attraction that you two yeah. cannot handle yeah outside of a friendship then no yeah because that, that i agree so i would say like where my red line would come with that is that if if like you said if it's just a genuine honest friendship in the beginning then sure but then if i'm starting to build that emotional connection with them and mm-hmm. i know for a fact we're not on the same page. That's why I would recommend that this needs to be a friendship that you need to end. Right. Because obviously you're not on the same page. You're not uh, equally yoked. Mm-hmm. And so therefore this relationship is heading down the wrong hill. So definitely great. So with the whole yeah. equally yoked thing, mm-hmm. that's that's the answer right there. Like yeah. We need to be dating yeah. someone that is celibate or... Um, 
have our same values. Yeah. And so next we kind of dived into marriage. So if you're getting married to someone and they're not a virgin, do you feel as if there's as much weight on it as them being a virgin to them not being a virgin? I don't know if I explained that as clearly as possible. So do you think you would have valued, for instance, your husband more if he was a virgin or does that not matter at all? <laughs> low key me knowing me I probably would joke about it with mm, him yeah, because I yeah, feel like yeah. like I said you want someone that's mm-hmm. experienced so yeah. um but I think I I don't know yeah I honestly I don't care at this yeah. point I just yeah. I, I, I'm just hoping that God he you know blesses me with the husband but uh, so I really don't care he's coming girl he's coming <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because I guess even thinking from it too, um, and of course, as a Christian, you know, God washes all sins away, makes us white, white as snow, we're mm-hmm. clean again. And so it, technically, we are being reborn, we are virgins again, technically, but physically, we may not be. So yeah, we can leave that in the past and things like that. But at the same time, like having experienced it, marrying someone who wasn't, including myself, I definitely said I felt a lot of guilt about it because kind of like I talked about in the first one there was that like oh man I wish that I gave you everything like my first of everything that you were my first in so many ways Mm -hmm. because really when you find that person that you connect to it's just like you want to give them the first of everything Mm -hmm. so honestly I feel there is that value of man you're my first I'm your first this is about to be crazy Mm -hmm. we're about to figure some stuff out but it's still gonna be good (laughs) You got to figure things out, but it's still cool. It's okay. It's what still going to be good. Part? Right. What the- <laughs> okay. We, we just <laughs> rated R right there. All right. But yeah. And then there's the other part of me that's like all the other women. And it's like, I need my man to know what he's doing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we just live in a world that is a double standard. <laughs> no, really. We really read you. <laughs> Um, but here's what some of our um, interviewees had to say on that topic um, in regards to this. So I know that, yes, you know, thanks to God's grace and whatnot, we're renewed and we're, we become virgins again if we're not. But do you feel as if there's a little bit more value if the person is a virgin or do you, does that not matter when you're getting ready to be married, when you get married one day? Do you feel like, oh, you know, he saved himself for me. Do you feel that there's more worth and value in that? Or does it seem like, no, God washed us clean, we're okay, you don't really look at that? Honestly, because we're all born again, then I I really feel like you shouldn't be looking at it like, oh, you're more pure, like kind of like how he talked about it. But at the same time, I'm like, you could be a virgin, but your insides could be black because you smoke too much weed. But it's just (laughs) like, you know, I really feel like... um, Whoever you are choosing to take that journey with, whoever you really choose to marry, like you should be able to accept them in everything they come with. Because mm-hmm. if not, why are you with me? Like, don't waste my time. So, yeah, I don't feel like yeah. any of that should matter. Being that we're all born again. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, I kind of, I've, I've seen some really unconventional relationships. Where people went through some mess and they got a lot of baggage, mm-hmm. and you know, um, and they ended up giving their lives both to Christ, mm-hmm. and they, you know, argued, they, you know, fought, but they went through hell, but ended up like being it. God really made that situation a beautiful thing. Yeah. So like, 
you know, of course it's awesome that someone's able to be disciplined enough, mm. you know, because um, even with me, like, even me, me being, like, celibate and stuff like that, it's still, like, I still wrestle with my own, like, stuff, like, my yeah. own struggles with us and my struggles mm-hmm. with, you know, yeah. there's other issues in my life that mm-hmm. I can say, you know, yeah, uh, me, me, me being celibate and not having sex doesn't make me somehow, like, this holy, like, prophet descending from mm. the mountain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, if I'm in a relationship and, you know, that person has has a lot that they've done or they've experienced, you know, we just got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We just got to talk about it, talk through it, have conversations, and really, like, let's get to the dirt of it yeah. and really understand, like, So I guess the general consensus really is that it would be awesome if man or woman can be virgins, but if not, you know, it's it may rest in the past and we're looking ahead. But even looking at today's stats, really, um, 60% of teens have sex before graduation. Average American loses his or her virginity at 17. The idea of virginity or virgins are becoming more and more scarce. So it is something that isn't necessarily a challenge in a sense, but it's something that we do need to be open-minded with because we all make mistakes. We've all sinned um, and messed up and fallen short. So we, we are definitely thankful for God, to God for his grace and the opportunity to be reborn and to be renewed. And so really purpose behind this podcast was just explaining the idea really of virginity. I know that we know that it's a broad topic to cover and it's a lot that can be done, but we just wanted to get people thinking just about the double standard behind it, how we look at women, how we look at men, whether with your friends or whatever the case may be, but just um, something to think about and to challenge you guys with. So I hope you guys enjoy that little snippet of the virginity comb. Um, so next week we will not be recording. Unfortunately, we have a lot of stuff we have to do next week, so we are going to miss you guys, but we will be back the following week recording the type. Yes, I know you guys have a type because I know I thought I had a type. Honestly, like I said, I don't even care at this point. (laughs) But as per usual, we are so thankful for you guys tuning in and have a situation-free week. Bye y'all. Bye bye. I got a knee deep in the water. Wow. We on the west side moving mountains. Yeah, yeah. I left my demons in the valley. Yeah. Mix the water, split the cabbage. It's easy when you're not inside my head. Saw the demons when she got inside my bed. Talking greasy made me pop off with the love. Yeah. Put my feelings.